What told me though? Oh my gosh. All right. Coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> so this week is uh we forgot about it until today so yeah, we're gonna what go was back it? and listen to um the episode from last week and we decided to do survival stories because we're tired of being sad <laughs> well i'm still tired sad, of but being sad well i mean it's still sad but mine's not oh yeah you chose yeah a sad one. Oh, oh it's always my fault yes i'm always wrong and yep. it's always my fault yeah pretty much <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, what 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 was it? Uh, survival stories. Ow, yes. So so this week we have uh, survival stories. And, yeah, we said that already. Um, mine it what? <laughs> we said that already. I know, I know. I'm just making sure it's out there. <laughs> in case you guys didn't yeah, know. yeah, in case you guys forgot again. Uh, so mine's on Holly Dunn. I don't know who went first. I went first last time. Okay. So mine's on Holly Dunn. Uh, she was she escaped the railroad killer. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so her Holly Dunn and her boyfriend, uh, they were actually they went to some house party or something, and nearby, uh, they decided to just go by these railroad tracks and um, have a few drinks. And what? No, they were, they were seriously, it said they were just hanging out near the railroad tracks, like having drinks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, yeah. Uh, this is apparently from her. She was on like uh, 48 hours and stuff. Um, so, but uh, August 20, and this was on August 29th, 1997. Uh, their attacker was, um, he, he was, like I said, the railroad killer. And he was also, uh, his name is Angel, Angel, I almost said Angela, uh, Angel Matarino Resendez, Resendez. The A silent, it's actually pronounced oh. Angela. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and he was, uh, Or wait, he w- I guess that, okay, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Then it would be Angela. Oh wait, the A was silent, oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Then so, it would yeah, be yeah, Angel yeah, still, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if she or I uh, <laughs> lost my spot here. Okay. So Angel was also known as a railroad killer, um, and he would just hop the train and then kill people wherever he would decide to stop, hop another train, and go to the next city. Um, so he uh, just so happened to be where Holly Dunn and her boyfriend. Uh, were that night Uh, his name was Chris the boyfriend and uh, he was hiding by one of those electricity boxes um, and then he saw the couple he asked uh, he asked the the couple for uh, money this is why I tell you we never talk to people when they ask us for money just keep walking um, after they told him they did not have any money to give them, the railroad killer uh, had asked the boyfriend to get on his hands and knees. And this is where it starts. So Angel went through Holly's boyfriend's backpack and then, um, you know, trying to look for anything. And then both of them didn't realize it until shortly, like whenever he started getting his hands and stuff, then he realized that uh, Chris was, or I'm sorry, well, 
the killer angel was tying Chris's hands behind his back with the backpack like straps. So he acted like he was going to dig around in his backpack and then started to tie his hands behind his back. Um, then, uh, then after that, he said he took Holly's belt and then made tied her hands behind her back as well. Um, then he pulled uh, Chris over to the side of the railroad tracks and into the grass. And um, Holly, she said, uh, this was the end of quote, like, or her quote, in my head, I was panicking and saying my last prayer. I, I think I'm going to die. Um, then the killer, then uh, he, like, I think they said he ripped a shirt or something like that and tried gagging both of them. Um, but she kept sticking her tongue out to stop him, which I'm surprised he didn't try to get around that in a different way, but <clears throat> yeah. Um, so then they said there were, uh, they said there were times when the killer would go to the tracks. Like he, I guess he would keep walking back and forth. He was probably, I don't know, stressed because they were fighting back so much and he didn't know what to do. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but they said that they would strategize, strategize each other like to each other how do we get out of this and then one of the times when angel came back uh he came over with a rock and dropped it on chris's head which would then kill him uh then uh she realized he's going to rape her um she tried fighting um but he apparently held a weapon up to her neck the whole entire time so there's not much she can really do um she said that <clears throat> she tried, uh, which this is smart, she tried to recognize every little scar and blemish and tattoo on his body so that she could hopefully identify him later. And then she, uh, this also, she also tried to rip her fingernails into the dirt so that it, if anyone were to find evidence, they could hopefully match that with her somehow. I mean, yeah. it's... Survival yeah, instincts. It, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's something. So then um, she says that uh, also she started trying to ask him, like, personal questions, like, do you have a family and friends? And, like, she tried to offer him help so that she could maybe, like, I don't yeah. know, divert his attention to something else. Yeah. Um, but he just kept, he kept going. Um, and then... Uh, he started hitting her and then her breathing slowed down so much that she thought she was actually nearly dead and she passed out <clears throat> and then she awoke uh, later and the killer, he was gone um, but she didn't realize how much time had gone by and then she, it said she walked uh, the article was like 200 meters which was like .12 miles or something like that I don't know, yeah, so Something, something like that. So, um, so it's like not that far, but I mean, after dealing with all that, yeah. Uh, then a university student, uh, Chad Goats, Goots, Goats, saw Holly stumbling near campus about 1 a.m. So, I mean, this isn't really, this is late, but not that late. Like you would be thinking this probably happened at like 1 a.m. Yeah. But yeah. And then he picked her up and uh, put her on his couch and then called an ambulance, got her to the hospital. Uh, she kept telling Chad that Chris was still out there. 
and said when she was at the hospital, her parents were, you know, obviously checking in on her, and they never mentioned her boyfriend for a little while, and then she realized what he's probably he's probably dead, and she, they didn't want to break the news to her. Um, and she had a broken eye socket. Um, later, Angel would murder a doctor in Houston 14 months after he attacked Chris and Holly. Um, and then uh, she that's where he later, I think that's where he got caught. Um, and he later surrendered in July 13th, 1999, um, and was executed through lethal injection in 2006. So I think he got caught with a doctor, but I don't think he like I don't think till later he actually came out and said, "Hey, okay, finally, like I did it." But Jeez. yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's not that long of a story, but. You know what's um, weird? Neither's mine. Oh well, short episode today. Our episode last week was actually longer. It was like 105, I think. Something. Yeah. Yeah. It's longer than usual. Somebody once told me. Let me get to my story. Oh, okay. okay. So, I have no idea how to pronounce any of these words. Okay, where did it happen? Croatia. Oh, okay. Well, Actually, that would be why. I did a project over Croatia in my junior year in undergrad for a cross-cultural psychology class learned a lot about it they had a civil war in the 90s did you know that huh uh no croatia yeah no yeah um okay so this is i'm just gonna pronounce it phonetically um fran select story Uh, that's how you say it that's how it's I'm just kidding. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know you spoke. I don't even know how to say and European. <laughs> I don't know what language. I get they speak Croatian. Uh, I think so. I yeah. don't really know. Um, Croatia, fun fact, is where they filmed um, scenes for King's Landing and Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yep. Ah, interesting. Okay. I don't remember that. Was that in that little, yeah. the last watch? Behind the scenes. Whatever it's called. Yeah. The last, is that, is yeah. it last watch? Yep. Yep. All right. Oh, so okay. Fran is probably like Fran or something, but you know, we're just going to say Fran. Sorry. If I offend you, Fran. Um, Fran Selec, um, he's a 90-year-old music teacher from Croatia, as we just talked oh, about. Oh, somebody attacked this poor 90-year-old man. What? You said 90-year-old, right? Yeah, he's 90 years old. D- is he the escapee? He, why don't you just uh, oh, okay. listen yeah, and I should you'll sit back. find out. Okay, all right, all right, all, all right. right, all right. He has been given the title of the luckiest unlucky man to ever live. Ah, so he is the escapee. Would you listen to the goddamn story? Ooh. Sorry, that was... Bringing out the GD. In total... Over the course of his life, this man has had seven brushes with death. But along with these close calls, he's also had some good things happen as well. Oh, he's like a damn cat. Basically, but they have nine lives. Um, well, he's still got two remaining. Yeah, that we know of. Yeah. What if he's just immortal? Like, he oh. can't die. What if he's like Bruce Willis? He should go into combat. Um, 
Anyway, okay. So, <coughs> in 1963, when Fran was 32 years old, um, he had never flown on a plane. Not that uncommon. I feel like a lot of people don't like planes. Yeah. But when he got word that his mother was sick, he knew he had to fly from Zagreb, which is the capital of Croatia, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I just um, imagined Forrest Gump. Mom is sick. Then he jumps off the boat. Oh. Well, <laughs> he had to fly from where he was living in Zagreb to... Um, Rejica, I think, um, to see her because, you know, I'm really sick. Mm-hmm. Needs to see his mom. Yeah. Um, the earliest flight to Rejica, that's probably not correct, um, was completely booked. They had no seats left. But he, like, begged the airline. He's like, please let me just, I will sit anywhere. Just please let me on this plane. I have to go see my mom. Um, so they did. They're like, okay, you can sit in the back with the flight attendant like, sit in one of the empty flight attendant seats. Um, and I'm sure Croatia is not a large country, so it was probably, like, an hour flight. Yeah. Um, so they let him sit in the back with the flight attendants. Um, and although Fran was nervous because it was his first time ever flying, he said everything had went well and the plane was near landing. It was almost close to the landing location. Um and in a 2003 interview, Fran recounted the experience of uh, flying in this plane by saying, one minute we were drinking tea, and the next the door was ripped open and the flight attendant was sucked into midair, followed shortly after What? Yeah. Holy um, shnikey. Fran, Fran, <laughs> Fran, Fran, um, said that soon the plane was crashing down and the flight attendant, both pilots, and other the other 17 passengers all died. Um... I'm could you imagine? Him. No. No, I could not. You're just like, la di da di da sipping my Earl Grey, then... Uh-uh. I can't believe... Oh, man. And you, d- you don't have a parachute or anything. Nope. Like. Um, I'm going to call him Frain. That sounds more Croatian to me than Fran, but whatever. So Frain's fall, however, was cushioned from his um, impending doom... When he landed in a haystack. What? And remained the only survivor of the plane crash. Holy crap. Yeah. I was, th- I get, I don't know why. I just assumed that he was, he was uh, over an ocean. No, Croatia. Yeah. Flying from one yeah, city yeah, yeah. Croatia to another. Yeah. Um, um, but apparently he didn't know he had landed in this haystack yeah he just woke up in the hospital and was like oh my god what happened and they told him yeah because he like, probably got knocked out yeah you got yeah. sucked from an airplane and you survived by landing in a pile of hay that's crazy yeah um so a year actually before this plane crash happened uh the years 1962 frayne was traveling uh, by train <laughs> frayne train um from seherevo Oh, so this is going to be all his seven stories? Yep. Oh, wow. He was traveling by train from one location to another. I don't know how to pronounce them. Sorry, Croatia. When a freak accident caused the train to catapult off of a bridge into a freezing river, leaving 17 passengers dead. I would never leave the house if I was this dude. Frayne, however, swam to shore despite having a broken arm and getting hypothermia from the water. That's crazy. Yeah. He was pulled, apparently. He swam close to the shore, and then he was pulled out by people who saw the crash. Um, four years after this train accident, so three years after the plane crash, in 19, 
1966, Frayne was traveling by bus when the bus lost control and plummeted into a river. Four people in total died, but Frayne walked away basically unharmed. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's the early 70s. Disco is popping. People have big hair. Um, Bell-bottom jeans are this, a thing. Wait, this guy is like Forrest Gump because he's like been and done everything, you know? But he's lived. Yeah. Like, kind of. Um, yeah, so the early 70s are dedicated to near-death car accidents. Um, one car accident occurred in 1970 when Frayne was driving down the highway and his car's, the car's fuel tank exploded. Um, leaving him time to barely escape. Like, he barely got out of the car in time before, like, the whole thing was up in flames. Um, and then three years later, in 1973, Frayne's car, probably not the one that exploded, um, I'm sure he got a different car, <laughs> uh, it had a fuel pump malfunction that caused uh, petrol, that's how you say it, right? Petroleum? Petrol? Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, it caused petrol to leak all over the vehicle, and it sent flames spewing everywhere in the car. Um, Other than having most of his hair singed off, um, he was fine. What? How does it singe your hair off, but not your skin? I mean, I'm sure... Get your skin. I don't know. Maybe it, like, was a... Especially coming from under. One-eighth of an inch too far away to get his skin, but it got his hair... I don't know. Uh, okay. I think we're... Okay. Anyway. Um, so, he lived a seemingly normal life for around 20 years when disaster uh, struck in in 1995. He was minding his own business, walking outside, when um, he was hit by a bus. What? Yeah, in Zagreb. Um, the capital city. But you guessed it. He was completely fine. Oh, I was right. (laughs) Fast forward a year in 1996. I was one year old. Um, One year. Oh, that's crazy. One year old. Um, He was driving his car on a mountain road. Okay. As he came around a curve, I just like to say this guy should probably just stay away with anything that has an engine in it. No, he should just stay at home. He should just stay inside and never come out ever again um so he is driving his car on a mountain road a road that is on a mountain um no shit in case you didn't know you asshole uh as he came around a curve he was seconds away from a head-on collision with the united nations truck um instead of braking as much as you possibly can and bracing for impact um frayne swerved his car while driving on the side of a mountain hit a guardrail. However, the guardrail gave way to the impact, um, caused friend's car door to fly open, which ejected him from his vehicle because after all these close calls with death, you would think that he would at least wear a seatbelt. That's what I was wondering. But luckily, What year was this, though? 96. Oh, yeah. But luckily for him, he wasn't wearing his seatbelt because when he was flown from the car, he managed to grab onto a tree... What? That's like some Fast and Furious shit. He managed to grab onto a tree that was growing out of the mountain, as trees sometimes do. Like, get lower. Like, fly out of your car and grab onto something. And Well, he was ejected from his car as it went over the edge of this mountain. 
He grabbed onto a tree, held onto it, as he watched his car plummet 300 feet into the gorge below. What? Yeah. This guy sounds like he lives in a movie. Um, well, despite all of his terrible look and the fact that his life is literally a Final Destination movie. Yeah, how do you spell this guy's name? Um, F-R-A-N-E. Okay. So, Okay, I'll, I'll just... I'll, Select, I'll, S-A-L-E-K. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, are you listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm looking up this guy. Okay. Is it going to mess up the thing? No. Okay. Despite all of this terrible look and the fact, I just said that, that his life is a Final Destination movie, in 2003, at the age of 74, Frain won $1 million in the Croatian lottery, or the equivalent to $1 million in our money, our currency. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they used in Croatia. Do you know? It's pounds? I have no idea. Is it um, shillings? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they used. Um, shillings for the possessed toy. Ten shillings. Yeah, ten. I couldn't remember how many. Um, so, yeah, basically won a million dollars in the Croatian lottery. Yeah, basically won all that money. He uh, bought a luxurious home and began his life of wealth with his fifth wife. Um, probably has that many wives because the other four were terrified to be around him because they thought they would die. Um... So, uh, however, in 2010, Frayne decided that money doesn't always buy happiness. So he gave the remainder of his money to friends and family, sold his large house, set aside enough money to cover um, a hip replacement surgery that he needed. Um, From all them hard days. death um, vehicle accidents. Uh, he moved back to, into his modest home in Petrinja. Croatia. I think that's how it's said. Um, there, he created a shrine to the Virgin Mary to thank her for all of his luck and fortune. <laughs> and at the age of 90, he continues to live in Pentrinia, yeah, Croatia. So he's still alive. Yep. 90 huh. years old. He has one child. Dang. Oh, really? Yep. And that is the story of Frain, Fran, Fran. I don't know. Okay. Selec. Well, the world's luckiest unlucky man to ever live. Huh. Well, that is our episode this week. Uh, uh, those were shorter. Only 20. We're at 22 minutes now. So. Hey, Brandon. What? What would you do for a Klondike for bar? For a Klondike bar. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do next? Hmm. Hmm. Ooh. No. Hmm. Let's do murders involving food. What? The Klondike bar just made me think of it. Oh. Is there anything we could find with that? I don't know. Use your imagination. All right. Food could be any part of the story. Oh, okay. All right. We'll try it. But not cannibalism. That's an easy way out. Oh. Okay. You know what? It can be. It, that can be in there. Well, we've already kind of done that, haven't we? we yeah, did, we've done cannibals. We did cannibalism, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. All right. I we'll do food. that next. Food. Okay. All right. See you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.